0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app, and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, when I was working at KNOX in Grand Forks, we used to drive across over to go to Thief River Falls. And Joe Folger was working there at the time. But we used to drive all that those way to see all those different people. All, I mean, from from Grand Forks to Duluth has to be what about? Seven-hour drive. Or oh yeah, it's a thing. long way. You're it's up in the wild
2: part way. of the state up there. So. <clears throat> yes, indeed. And no, Not a lot of freeways no, up there either. No, it's it's that what is that Highway Two or something highway, that goes?
3: Yeah, Highway Two. It used oh, to be a, a pain in the ass because you would just have to take all the back highways like through Hibbing and yeah, then go, yeah. Yep. And, and now Highway Two just it shoots off in Grand Rapids and goes right really? to Duluth. Yeah, it used to be, and all these like little tiny small towns. There's a place called Bowie. And the only reason why you went to Beauvais was to get gas, or they had like a little pizza shop there. Oh, mm. And then they, they took the highway, and they went around the city, and now you drive through the middle of Beauvais, and it's dead. Like, there's nothing there no anymore. pizza place. Because nobody wants to stop. Aww. That was the beauty about driving through these small towns. You could, yeah. you could hang out, you could <laughs> yeah, get a beer. Whatever, but now they're all gone because they people just want to get to the they want to get to the arteries. They want to get to Fargo. They want to get to Grand Forks. Yeah. They want to yep. get to yep.
2: Duluth, and that's it. Yep, no, that's you'd have to be rolling along 60 miles an hour, and then slow down to 30 for every town every seven miles.
1: Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories about going up to Grand Forks, North Dakota. I believe I was maybe 20 years old, and I am not making this up. I'm not trying to be a prick because people think I'm just making it up and being a being an a-hole about it. But I moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota. I was like 20 years old, maybe 21, but I think I was only 20. But I moved up there. I could not understand what anyone was saying.
2: Oh, yeah. they then, hey. <laughs> I'm like,
1: there what the sing- hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could not understand what the hell they were saying. <laughs> and I believe that was at this pretty much the same time. And you guys might be able to nail down what actual year it was because – I think I mentioned, I might have mentioned this yesterday on the show, that I, I filled my gas tank up about, uh, God, where the hell, it doesn't matter where, I, Otter Tail County, I know is in Otter Tail County, but the guy says to me, man, I cannot believe this, you're the first guy this has ever happened to. You know how much it cost? It cost you $10 to fill <coughs> your car. And he was just having a fit that it was so
2: expensive.
1: Oh, oh my god. Was it now
2: like seventy bucks now
1: yeah. or something?
4: Oh, if we could go back.
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, we took we took the you know my wife and I are big into riding ATVs, and so we have two four wheelers. Sure. I have a way to put them like directly on top of my truck. Oh, really? So it's literally I'm going down the road and I get ten miles to the gallon if I'm lucky when I'm uh, doing that, right? Uh, as eighty-five dollars to fill my truck, <laughs> eighty-five bucks. Did yep. you ever think you'd see that day? Uh, no, because eighty-five dollars. I, I still remember doing it, filling my first pickup for fifty cents a gallon. Oh yeah, oh back in the day, yep. no doubt about it. But uh, how, how about you? It's like, the
1: cheapest gas you remember?
4: Ah, uh, well, oh, gosh, I remember it was always my parents would give me twenty bucks to fill up the tank. Well, there you go. It was always like, a, here's a twenty-dollar bill, yep. and that was like. 20 and some change, and that was for a Camry, so yeah.
2: So 20 bucks.
4: 20 bucks. 20
2: bucks would fill that tank pretty easy, I think, yeah, yeah. back yeah. in the day. I mean, so
1: you're basically talking quadruple prices now since yeah. then.
4: Oh, my God, and if we take the big car, my husband's, like, as that's it's the car he drives is the mm. bigger one. Oh, okay. And if it's out of gas and I have to fill it up, I'm always like, how are we – can we afford this? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Should
4: I stop halfway? Like it keeps going. It blows my mind. Some
1: some vehicles take over a hundred bucks worth, oh, and I'm talking sure. about cars, not just big yep. trucks or anything. I
4: mean, yeah, our big. I'm just. It blows my mind. Like
1: a hundred dollars.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, because we got the big, that big Escalade. Like
1: uh, oh, that's a nice car, though.
4: Yeah, it's nice, and it it's, is. We, it's nice. We have a big one when we like go up north and everything, but. Every time my husband drives it to work, I'm like, you sure you want to take the other one? <clears throat> oh, my God, sure.
1: Save a little gasoline for the family.
4: All of a sudden, I'm like freezing our uh, deli meats and becoming very cheap in other places <laughs> to make up for my husband to drive the car.
1: I saw, well, so basically, we're, you're what, 37? Yeah. Where are we headed when you're my age? I mean, what is a tank of gas going to be a thousand bucks?
4: I don't know, maybe it'll hold here for a while, but we've said that for a while, right? Yeah. I mean I the idea of trying to worry about that, I can't I can't add that to my plate. Hopefully, Well
1: no, no,
2: I'm not asking you to worry about
1: it. No, but no. It's gotta
2: go way up. I know. It'll keep it'll keep changing, it'll fluctuate, I get the feeling, you know, we'll drop back down a little bit, but never yeah. back down to 50 cents. No, it'll never go that low again. No. But unless it get to the point, you know, everybody's driving these E V. Well, vehicles. that's true. That is true. And man. then all of a sudden the next thing you know, it's like, Well, nobody's driving gas. Well, we need to sell gas. Here we yeah. go. Here's a here's an incentive for us old timers who refuse to let go of the V eights, but I guess. You know, it's my third Electric vehicle that I've owned. Mm-hmm.
1: It and needs I, a wash
2: job, by the way. I noticed it rained. <clears throat> Looks like snot. Well, it, it just rained. I didn't know it rained. I, yeah, his you know, car
1: I, is embarrassing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is
1: embarrassing. There's no. Don't wink at him <laughs> like that. I saw that. I tried to deal with her hidden eye, but it wasn't hidden. Hey. I forget we're on camera. The wrong, the wrong aisle. <laughs> oh, dang. yeah. Exactly. Oh, shoot. That was my wrong that was my eye. That's my pink eye. But, yeah, I mean, I still cannot get used to the fact that I don't have to fill it up. But I've had it for about a month now. That's wild. I just can't get used to the fact that I don't have to go to the gas station to fill it up anymore. Because mm-hmm. I still go there to buy, like, you know, a soda and a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm there, but I'm... They look out at me like hey, you son of a bitch. Do <clears throat> You
4: park in the parking lot then, or do you he parks right in front
1: of the pumps. <laughs> <Yeah. what> I <laughs> just park at the. Oh my god! Can you imagine pulling an EV up to a
2: pump? Oh, I'd do oh I, I do it. Tom, I would. I swear, people do that. I would Why? Do I when I, when I was full time cop and, and I would have to go fill the because we were small. We're, we're small city. We just go to had a gas guard at the local gas station, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People would pull up Teslas right Real. in front of the pumps. Why would and they I do go that? Because they're a-holes. Because it's, it's, it's convenient for it's them. It's easier for me to just run right in uh. the door. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, love that stuff.
4: It's one of those things where, okay, I will obviously take the parking lot spot if they have it. If there is none... If there is nothing, well, then maybe nothing else you could do. Then maybe I'm thinking about gas and I change my mind, go grab myself a Diet Coke and come on out. Like, you know
1: that holiday store over there where, I, what is it, something turns into, well, you take a left there. It's where the Otter, Otter Inn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. Right there
1: by the Otter Inn.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. There's never a place to, to park or fill up there. That's because. That place is.
4: Packed. Brasa is right over there too. <clears throat> yeah, it
1: is right. And exactly. they have
4: no parking at all in that area, so people will use the edge of that parking lot for Brasa.
1: You're not supposed to do that. I
4: know, but I'm telling you how it goes. But honestly, mm. God,
1: that place is always packed with always cars. Packed.
4: And I think people take a lot of breaks there too. Like people will stop and eat their lunch there because there's like a fast food place there as well. So I think people just stop and eat there a bunch too.
1: There was a young woman behind the counter because I go in there few times a week yeah I either go over to Hubbard or I go to you know wherever yeah. Midland all that kind of stuff <laughs> I go up to the counter and there's this young person in front of me and the woman's behind the the counter ringing her up and all the rest of it and the young person can kind of be in a pain in the ass to the cashier I don't know why but they're just for some reason they're being a pain in the ass so as a joke I just said to the guy why well, aren't you pleasant and the woman behind the counter is like, You're my hero. I know.
4: <laughs> don't you love when you get to be like, You see somebody working a service job and yes. you have worked something like that? Like, oh, as, yeah. a, as a server, yep. I've been like, All right, uh, I wish somebody would call this person out. And now you get to be that person.
0: The
1: person to call them out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so lovely.
1: And, and I, they don't get it when you say things like, Aren't you pleasant? What do you mean? No, I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> like, I,
0: I am. But what's That's why? exactly what we're
2: saying, pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of these days, Uh, I'll get to that point. I have that mouth for that anyway, so to be that guy that says, well, aren't you pleasant? But you'd probably give him a heart attack if you said <laughs> that.
3: Yeah, it,
4: with, with great power comes great responsibility.
3: Oh, like, with, geez, no, with everybody. great shoulders comes yeah. big mouth, too, because <laughs> like, if a guy like me were like, aren't you pleasant, I'd get the hell kicked out of me in the parking lot at Trader Joe's. Dave flicks him like a booger all the way through the parking lot. It doesn't work. It's not the same. It doesn't work, Dave. No, it, it doesn't work it, like it, that. It's
2: one of those things, Rudy, I have the sense of humor to say, hey, that's funny, actually. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I can't. No, it isn't.
1: No, you, you, we've never. Well, yeah, why don't we do this? Take a break. Because I want to ask you, because I've never asked you about being as big as you are. There's got to be some things that don't flow all that smoothly in your life. Oh. Oh, he goes, oh. Like
4: plane travel.
1: Oh, Oh, airplane. Well, tell you what, we'll take that break and we'll be right back in a couple minutes because we got a bunch of good people. You got to hear, you got Ken Herbex coming on with Judd Zulgad. you know, you got Timmy Lammers coming oh on my. this hour. It, it's going to be one hell of a 45 minutes. That's all I'm saying. Cool. We'll be right back right after this. It is time to beat the heat. It's Tom Benard for my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge, giving you the keys. Now, again, it's going to be hotter than hell this week, so you should go buy a boat because you can cool off a cool lake breeze. With clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more, our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory, so do us both a favor go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoon, Tritune packages, at door buster pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and all Power Lodge locations, as a matter of fact. Get your first cruise in by sunset, but don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing, no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have. And explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. If I say it's Elite, then it's Elite, damn it. Launch into adventure today at Millimarine and and Power Lodge. Just head to millimarine.com and powerlodge.com and snag some throttle therapy for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packages. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. It's one of those topics you can get uncomfortable to talk about. But the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week things go very well, takes about 10-15 minutes, not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, Reach to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did, and right now receive this special offer: a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800. 9523954346. That's my unique phone number. 9523954346 for their office, or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code Tom. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the My Pillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in My Pillows' history. Go to mypillow.com. Use promo code Tom to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his My MyPillow. That's mypillow.com promo code Tom.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
4: Hey, you're listening to the Tom Bernard Morning Show. You're so lucky. Uh, we've got Judd here. And now we got Kent on the phone?
3: Oh, okay, sorry about that. Yeah, let me bring him up in just a second. Talk to Judd for just a no hot minute. Yeah. And
4: Officer Dave, uh, side note, Judd and Dave, Tom will say I attacked him in the hallway, and the reality is I was coming out of the door or coming into the uh, studio when he was coming out, so... Just let you know that that's the drama that's going to come in. Yeah, I'm
2: right about, <laughs> yeah, Drama, drama, drama. See, I would have been
1: back on time, except when Brittany left, she left the chair right Shh. in the middle in the way, so I had what to move
4: chair? it. What
1: chair? The one you were sitting in to put him up on oh, screen. Oh, yeah,
4: you're so dramatic. Right I knew there was the going to be drama. Oh, yeah, you the chair you ran into, I'm sure. I did. I
1: almost tripped and fell to my <laughs> death.
2: I had to do, I had to do medical, <clears throat> my, use my medical training almost.
1: Okay, one thing I gotta love about this show today, yeah, even though Kent does not appear on uh, on the his picture not up on the screen i I finally have a guy in studio that's bigger than Kent herbeck. Thank God, and we're gonna to push you around today, herbeck It's going to be big trouble.
5: Go for it <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: yeah, see how that works for you there, Tommy Boy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I have to do this every Friday. <clears throat> Here we go. Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports is brought to you by, well, exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. I love that stuff. It's at the ballpark up north or on, in your fridge, Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Kent Herbeck here. Judd Zolgad in for Phil Mackey today.
6: What Phil? Oh. Phil's off making the big dough. Is that that's what it's all about? He returned to Seattle where he lived for about a year to uh, attend a wedding of some sort. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So... I, I did accuse him, though, because I saw she's doing a couple of shows in Seattle this weekend of actually trying to go to the uh, Taylor Swift shows at oh. the football stadium there. that's oh, probably true. He thing. denied it, though. Is he the one that lost the game for
1: him yesterday?
5: <laughs> Who's that?
6: Was he at the game?
1: Yeah, was he at the game yesterday? He no, no, no. He flying
6: out, I think. Oh, he's uh, still okay. here. He can't be blamed for that loss. Good Good morning, Judd. can't. How's it going?
5: Wonderful, wonderful! Right. In first right. place. What else is more wonderful than first place?
1: No, you're absolutely right. And you know, I, I understand right? Seattle's pretty even keel with the Twins, aren't they? I mean, they went two and two, and that probably was expected because the Twins have their problems in one area, Seattle has their problems in a different area, and it just kind of it showed itself in that four game series.
5: I like I like to have problems and be in being first place. That's good.
1: Well, that was my whole career in radio. You know, I just—I had so many problems being so far away ahead in first place. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Let's move on with reality, shall
5: we? <clears throat> it's not yeah. like it's uh its not like it's the—they're uh, way ahead and and uh, all that kind of stuff. But win your division, go to the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They—they they came out of the gate against Oakland. They did well. Um, yep. That second half here but uh you know still still didn't seem like there's any kind of different baseball being played they all of a sudden they catch fire one day with the bats and the next three days they can't find their you know what's with the bats so uh <laughs> yeah um pitching pitching been you know doing good again yet so yep. status quo here but still like i said still in first place so let's uh Let's keep doing that. Maybe that's why they didn't do nothing. I don't know what Judd thinks, but maybe that's why they didn't do nothing in the, in the uh, you know over the break or you know calling different guys up or uh, Walner's up now. But um, maybe they don't want to mess with a good thing. I don't know if it's a good thing, but it's a first place thing right mm-hmm. now. No, it's
6: true. Hey, Kent, what's your what's your um, your feeling or heck your an- analysis on Ooh, Bucks? Boy. Do, like do. Do you think he's? Do you think he's trying to play through? Because I mean, he's got so you know, he's got the knee, he's got the hip, he's got the back. Or do do you just see a fundamental flaws at the plate that are are causing this? Because I mean, this is now a a deep slump. It's got to be maddening for him.
5: Well, it's not. It's a whole year slump right now. It's not. It's yep. not just slump right now. He's had what three, two or three different types where he's gone hitless in thirty at bats or twenty some at bats. You know, I just think it's, I don't know, if there is something hurting him, sit him down, get him out of the lineup, get him better, you know. Hopefully, because uh, he's not helping the club the way he's swinging the bat. We know that. And why not uh, sit him down and rest him if he is hurting? If he's not hurting, um, boy, the boys that uh, are helping him hit, uh, you know, the hitting coaches or, or maybe even somebody that knows Buck or has seen Buck play, give him a little hint on whatever, you know, a couple different things you should be doing. I, I, he just doesn't look like he's trying to stay down and, and go through the ball. He's pulling off everything, right? Um, not driving the ball the other way. And the guy's strong enough he he get the ball out of the, the opposite field. And I think that's the that's the main thing. I don't know, and I'm not going to say it's going to fix him, but back in the day when we played, it was, you know, stay on the ball and, and try to, you know, take batting practice and hit out of the 50 swings you take hit 45 of them to right field. If you're a right-handed hitter hit 45 of them to left field. If you're a left-handed hitter, try to stay, stay back. He seems like he's jumping out in front of everything so much. And, um, I don't know. I mean, that's my analysis, I guess is, is, you know, and then it was Randy Bush's, see the ball, hit the ball, you know, yeah. swing hard in case you hit it, <laughs> um, but that, you know, it's, I'm not down there working with these guys or, or you know, seeing them, what's going on, so I can't really my, – my analysis was what I saw yesterday was a couple swings he took. He's way out in front of everything. And then he, and he talked about his little slower approach. Well, he's still not – driving the ball the other way like I think which helps you when you're, when you're in the swamp.
6: well the
1: one thing okay. I should mention is I don't know if Kent knows what the hell he's talking about I mean sure he hit a grand slam in the World Series but what do you know yeah
4: big deal <laughs> Kent let it go
5: one out of 5,000 at bats so though <laughs> too. I don't uh, think so.
1: We
4: got a listener too that might uh, add to your legacy. Uh, I, not like you need it, but Chad <laughs> wrote in and said, "Tell Kent my son is playing at Kent Herbeck Field in Aww. the State 12 and Under League today."
5: Wow, well, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool. Ballpark. They were. They've been busy down there the last couple weekends. I've been. I've drove by and see a pile of kids at the park. It's always fun to see little kids playing ball at the ballpark and have the stands full and the, the ballpark's full down there. It's fun.
1: It is a wonderful thing. Well, it's got to be quite an honor to have a field named after you, I would think. Yeah,
5: it's, uh, it's uh, humbling and, and uh, kind of, you know, take a double take when I drive by. I happen to see the sign and we're right. happy down It's pretty cool. It's, it's fun.
1: Well, I do a double take when I see the sign, so what does that tell you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, so Judd, what do you think? You've been around, you probably, you've been around the, in the clubhouse more than I have.
6: You know, it's a weird team. Um, for, first of all, it's I, 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 I never <laughs> thought that.
1: <laughs> I have to sneeze now. Damn it! Go ahead. What's <laughs> that? He's gonna sneeze I have all have to over. Sneeze now. He made me. I, I, I kind of inhaled a little bit of this soda. Oh, that's went right to up be my before.
6: nose. <laughs> Sorry, about that. I was laughing. It was my fault. Go ahead. Um, the starting pitching has been, you know, Kent, for the most part, so good that that you this team should be in first place but they should be in first place especially in this d- division by about five or six games right, right. the bats are what yeah. i the bats are what i don't get and and here's what here's what confuses me to your point about the all-star break I, I am really surprised that they haven't done a bit more to try and shake things up a little bit now now this julian kid i really like he's not great in the field but he can really hit kirloff i think should play uh regardless of who is starting a lefty or righty but uh, I am a little bit surprised that they have not been more proactive with the Bats just because there's such a, to, again, to what you're saying, there's such a golden opportunity here to basically not just win this division, but if you do it right, run away with the damn thing.
5: Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point there. They, they should be running away with the division with the pitching they got. Um, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the offensive part of the game is just – I know they've struck out more than anybody I think in the in the league right now. Um, yep. But then again, they keep <laughs> you you turn the page and you look up there on the scoreboard or whatever, and and their team is on top of their division. So um, yeah, like you say, they should be on top of their division by you would think six, seven, eight games or whatever. But uh, they're not. Get them in the playoffs with the pitching they got. where it's a short series, and you throw some the pitching that we got at them. All right. They get a chance if they can score some runs. Like you said last week, you can't win zero to minus one. It's pretty tough. <laughs> it,
6: is. Eight, it is. Ken Herbeck, eighteen-game playoff losing streak. All we want is a playoff win at this point, right? That's all we want. Now, like, him, like look, I, think, I
5: don't think that's all they want. I think they want a little bit more than that.
6: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I said we. we I said we as time. fans want to see the uh, see that that just end. It's been 18 games. It's the, longest, right. it's the longest streak in North American sports history at this point among oh. the major sports. Okay. So you're bringing all that up. <laughs> I'm putting you're some putting pressure on him to tell ball. you what I want to yeah, see. Yeah,
4: yeah, I'm on Herbeck's side. You're bringing the facts in. Who likes <clears> you, Judd?
6: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Brit- Brittany, that's true. That's it's very, very negative. true.
1: Now, I, I Brit- do have to ma- mention one thing to some maybe younger listeners or younger Twins fans. Uh, I will tell you flat out, and I think Mr. Herbeck will agree with me, and in 1987, nobody, even though they won the division, thought the Twins could ever win the World Series. I mean, maybe you guys on the team did, but very, very few fans thought you guys would get beyond that first round of the playoffs.
5: Right, yeah, even beating uh, Detroit, yeah. yeah. That, that was even getting by those guys. I mean, they had a heck of a ball club then, and we slapped a few things on them, and yeah, boys got hot. Um, Everybody on the, in the lineup got hot with me. I stunk the place up. Oh, here but, we uh, go.
1: <laughs> I hit was, a uh, grand slam, though, in the world. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: probably, probably could have drove in a bunch more runs before that, and, and uh, we wouldn't have to worry about that. but.
6: Uh, <laughs> Was, uh, but, that, but that team can't, the, the thing I loved about th- that team, and it really came out, I think it came out through the course of the season, but then especially in the playoffs, that team was mentally wired so well. I mean, you guys were tough. You guys would roll, you know, if if something bad happened to that team, it would roll off your backs and you would just go back. Like, that's that's what I want to see from this team is, is a resilience consistently because, like, there were a, a lot of things. Probably working against that team in '87, but I think the perseverance and the mental toughness were absolutely instrumental to that entire run.
5: Yeah, we we had some guys that uh, you know we didn't have. First of all, we didn't have any superstars on the team. Everybody talked about you know the Kirby Puckets and the Ken Herbecks, but we were we were all the same in the same boat together. um, That there was no superstar in that clubhouse, and it just seems to me like they talk about. So much they talk about Buxton and this and that and and, and they're and you know one of these guys is going to produce you know the other guy the guys that were uh, were our heroes on our team were the guys that uh, well there's four of them that played in both series eighty seven and ninety one a guy like Gene Larkin mm-hmm. who who came off the bench for us he played in both World Series and and uh, Randy Bush uh, Al Newman these guys I mean, we were a team all together. Um, there was no superstars on the team. Everybody put their pants on the same way everybody else did, and we got along. And, I, I, you know, I really think it had a lot to do with the way TK managed us and, and yes. got us with the yep. ball game. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he was a, a master at that, I thought, and uh, really uh, we followed his lead. He, uh, he, w- he was pretty in- instrumental. It was fun watching games when he played against another manager who was also, that way, as far as really trying to outthink the other manager, going against a guy like Sparky Anderson for Detroit or the or uh, Tony Larusa with the A's, there was always a, a, a real. You could see those two guys' heads banging out there by home plate. They were sitting <laughs> in the dugout, but they were they were really trying to help manage each other, and and, uh, and and they knew how to manage. They knew how to set people up for. And like Tom said, he always tried to get one of his players in the best position that he thought that guy was able to do Yep, and you know bring somebody off the bench or bring somebody from the bullpen so yeah and, and i don't know i just don't know the feel of the team down there like i said judd is it is it a are they walking around with their eyes wide open going geez what's going to happen next or are these guys going hey we're going to go out there and kick butt tonight that's kind of where, uh, the way we were we, we were thinking we were going to kick everybody's butt we had kind of a a growly, raspy team, I think.
6: Right, right. That, that's what I'm saying. I no. I think the second part of your question, which is, I I don't perceive that this team at all has that. We're going to kick your butt, and we don't care what you've done. Which is right. what you guys had in spades. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I. It, you know, can't people mm-hmm. have changed so much? Players have changed. Uh, they're wired differently. They they were raised differently as well. And yeah, the whole thing is. Um, It feels at times, it's weird. It's a guy like Kepler, right? Uh, At times he'll get get hot and hit, and it's great to watch, but then he'll go cold, and he'll also, and this is what I don't get to you guys, like a guy like Kepler goes cold, and they just now continue to play him, and it's like, you know, TK had ideas about things, and I'm not saying that Rocco doesn't, but I think because of the different era that we're in now especially with the advanced metrics having such a big say in things right um i don't know that people are dealt with enough i feel like there i feel like there's a lot of and this is in general too in sports i feel like there's a lot of dealing with numbers and what should happen and not enough actual human communication to be like this guy needs a kick in the butt so yeah. here's what we're we're going to do and we don't care what the spreadsheet says
5: right yeah well, well, we know that. We've talked about that before, about the analytics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I've said it before. I, I could go up to the plate. I don't care if your grandma's throwing or grandpa's throwing or my daughter's throwing the baseball at me. There was times where I wasn't going to hit it. I don't care what you did. Yeah. And the next week, I don't care if you were shooting a thing out of a cannon or Nolan, Nolan Ryan was throwing every game against you. You were going to hit. You're just getting those kind of streaks at baseball. It's, it's a known fact that guys would just get hot. And it's like, holy smokes, where'd this guy come from? I mean, you couldn't get him out, or he hit every ball he hit was a line drive. And then the next week, he couldn't find his ass with both hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you couldn't figure it out. It gets mentally, and, but they don't do that anymore. They don't sit guys down. They, they throw the stuff in the computer and say, well, okay, for example, you're talking Max Kepler. Geez, Max Kepler hits this guy. Great. Well, Max Kepler right now was struggling, and he couldn't hit Grandma if she was out there throwing the ball. Right. So let's give him a break and put somebody else in there until he finds, you know, something else clicks.
1: He had so a good I, game the other night. The other night he had a really good game, so that was good.
5: Right. <clears> and <throat> then all they keep talking about is getting rid of him, getting, getting rid of him, getting rid of him, and, and the guy keeps going out there and, playing his butt off and, and trying to, and I'm not you know, trying to say save Max Kepler. He has struggled this year, uh, along with about 12 other guys on the team. But again, <laughs> they wake up in the morning, you look at the paper, they're in first place. So uh, it's good to be struggling and still in first place.
1: Well, I would also like to thank you because I just got a text message from a listener that said, it was really nice of Kent to mention those four players because two of them hated your guts, Tom. <laughs>
2: They, they Probably think. still do. No, probably hate. still
1: do. At least they're
4: consistent. At least still they're consistent.
1: Uh, Judge, I need to. I should ask him. What, what time do you need to be out by? Thirty-eight. A couple minutes left. A couple minutes left. Okay. Well, I just want you guys clock. You got to be on the clock, man. You got to. You got to stay on oh. top of it because you gotta, okay. Judd's got Judge uh, got like eighty-five different jobs. You
6: know, it's so like the about, pitch clock, 80... Kent. I got to get back in that box or it's a called strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There we go. Here there we, we
2: go. go. Some of us work for a living, Kent. Mm. Come on. For that. Well, I did too. I still do.
1: <laughs> I'm going to close out. I, honestly, God, I might get on the phone and see if I can get Randy Bush and Al Newman to come in and do this show. <laughs> I'll fly them in. It'll be Perfect. <laughs> You definitely so
2: want answer? me here in between the, you, right?
5: What's the answer? What do we need to do? What, what, what is it? I mean, even listeners listening and doing what do we need to do? Do we need to get rid of a bunch of guys? Do we need to move people around? Um, I'm glad I'm not in the, the front office and have to do stuff like that. It, it's hard to, to mess with. You know, if my car is still running and the tires aren't flat and there's oil in there, I'm going to keep driving until some more lights come on and i got to do then- something.
6: I think at the very least, Kent, um, and and I don't, I don't know that they have the ability to actually make a playoff run. And you know, keep in mind too, it, a playoff run is now multiple. You know, it it used to be the American League um, championship, right. and then so it's become tougher now. But I think yeah. at the very least, before the trade deadline, they need to get a right-handed bat. They they hopefully need to get Royce. Lewis, who I like a lot back, but that's an oblique, and obliques are really weird, and then right. I would get one more bullpen arm. Okay, yep. That's what I would do. And where do we go to get
5: that? Where, where do we go to get that? Do we have to go to Walmart? Are they on the shelf? Or uh,
6: <laughs> here's the here's the problem. I'll leave you with this, Kent, because you're not going to like what I'm about to, to say, but it, it's just a fact, okay? Why not? Yeah. Therefore, their farm system, which a couple of years ago was pretty damn good, I think it was like top 10, uh, is now ranked in the 20s because of the trades that they have made. And look, if the trades work, awesome, right? Right. Um, the Tyler Malley trade is going to be the twins, as far as I can tell, Brock for Bruglio trade at this point, though, man. Because right. those two kids that you sent to c- Cincinnati, the kid that just came up and homer a couple nights ago and then Spencer steer um they would either be great trade chips or they would be playing for you right now and so my problem with with the potential trades that i suggested is you don't have a lot left to offer right that's the yep. issue and that and that mally trade is an unmitigated disaster because i mean he came here pitched a couple what pitched 3 or 4 games, 5 games, i don't know, and now is going to walk as a free agent off of Tommy John so Unfortunately, I don't know that there is a great solution, but I think at least a bullpen arm and a right-handed bat would would probably help you out if you can well, do it.
5: Right, and get the other guys to start swinging a bat. We do. we you know, all these guys Amen. improve yeah. can hit. I mean, there's you know Carlos Correa is not a two hundred hitter. It's that simple. Yeah, no question. I don't think five hundred well. bucks is a two hundred hitter either. But yeah, maybe they catch fire here and go crazy in the playoffs and. We get to drive around downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul in the parades. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal. But uh, um, like I said, I think if they get a little meaner, have some more fun, and uh, yeah, get get something going with the bat and start moving guys over, getting them you know guys on base, moving them over. I don't care how you get them over, get them over, get them in. That's uh, scoring a run is is tough for them right now, and they're going to manufacture a run somehow.
1: There you go. I'll exactly. let you guys go with this one, Judd. You ready? Yep. Just got another text message. Hey, don't forget, I hated you too. Signed, Tom Brunansky.
6: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wait, wait, wait. This guy? This guy hated you? Oh, God. To yeah, sh- wow. Oh, Tom, Tom was cool. there. The, a The Brunansky <laughs> one. Keep Bruno.
1: All right, boys. Bruno. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I agree, Kent. They're in first place, and I love that.
5: I'll be there cheering them on against the Sox tonight.
1: So Works for go me. Go Twins. You going to go to Herbeck's? Yeah, there, uh, Herbeck.
6: Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you, Ken. All right. Thanks, go fellas.
1: On. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Herbeck Sports on the Tom Bernard Morning Show is presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Begin your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. Uh, yeah, probably People probably don't know this, but back in 1987, and by 91, it was almost over. But boy, there were guys in that team that just hated me because I would go after him pretty hard. And nobody had ever done that in Minnesota before. I mean, it was always ass-kissing of of everybody. And I'm like, that guy sucks. Get rid of him.
4: (laughs) I'd have to say, that was my favorite Kent Herbeck report ever. I know. Phenomenal. He was like, give us answers then, Judd. What do we do? I love it. like, Judd had him. I was like, this is... Well, enthralling, like.
1: because he? Did he? Is he disconnected? No. Yeah,
4: he's gone. That's mm-hmm. okay, why I was able cause... to give him a compliment.
1: I love that guy. He Herbeck was... I mean, Judd's a great guy too. Don't get me wrong, but Herbeck, Herbeck's one of my favorite people in the world.
4: He sure knows how to like turn the tables because we will talk crap about the twins, and then he goes, "We're in first. What do you want?" And we're all like, what's "I what's know." The
1: huh? Well, the guy knew what he's doing.
4: I mean, that was a great <laughs> report.
1: And he still is going to hang that over my head to the rest of my. Hey, uh, Tom, how you doing? How things are going? Great. I did this, did that, and did this. Oh yeah. Well, I hit a grand slam in the World Series. Right. Great. Thanks, Thank Ken. You. Must Thank you. Thank nice. you. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah, I got one of those in my family too. Every time I bring up a ball Oh, accomplishment. I
1: know you do. Yeah. Can you swim?
4: Yeah. Can you? I'm sorry. How <laughs> many gold medals do you have, Brittany? <laughs> I have. Katie, I have zero. So. No, Katie she-
1: Ledecky yeah. is your is it your first cousin?
4: My first cousin. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Like it's it's. Some people get all the talent,
1: <clears throat> and then they're my relatives.
4: Yeah, we're left with the others.
1: I suppose that's probably true. All right, we only got a couple of minutes. Any other uh, sports uh, things you want to get to before we move on uh, to the next thing?
3: Hmm. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, I, uh, Tim was going to bring it up. I know we've talked a lot about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to make the commitment to watch quarterback? This weekend.
1: You know, is it eight
3: hours though? No. No, but I mean, every episode is anywhere between like 37 and 50 minutes. So there's some of them are a little bit shorter, but yeah, but it's not, it it moves fast. For eight episodes, it moves fast. What channel is it on? Netflix. What is on Netflix? Commit
4: to a half of an episode. I still call it
1: a channel, you know, even though it's a streaming deal, I still call it a channel. Sure. Commit
4: to one half of an episode, the first half, and I bet you'll finish the first one because I did the same thing. What is
1: the first one? I mean, what what do they talk about?
4: They talk about Kirk Cousins. They talk about they kind of set up, but they also kind of give you an insight in their lives. And I, you, I'm hooked. I'm you know me. I could take or leave football. I don't. No, care. I, know,
1: I understand. Yeah.
4: But like they do a great job of making you interested in these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I could. Yeah. Matter of fact, I announced to my two side kicks on the show today that for the first time in about a month, I get to go home right after the uh, family podcast. And I have nothing to do all afternoon. I will watch one or two of those today.
4: Should I text Catherine to make it happen for sure?
1: No, because she's not going to want to watch Oh, she won't? I don't think so.
4: She might. But either way.
1: Catherine's not a huge... I mean, she likes going to baseball games and that kind of stuff. Sure. She's not a sports fan. I don't
4: want to watch any football. Like, once in a while I get into things. Mm -hmm. But I do like this. I've... Golf to me, no, thank you. But now I'm like very into golf because of the way Netflix did these. They, it's the same people who did um, Full Swing, Full Swing, and Top Spin.
1: So the, a, an amateur is leading the the British Open.
4: I think. Oh, I think what, didn't they finish it?
1: No,
3: it finishes on Sunday. Sunday. Oh. yeah. I, I usually
4: females. Right, or males
3: I usually do. don't keep up, and I usually don't look until like Saturday afternoon, oh, and then okay. watch on Sunday. Yeah, because those first couple of rounds, it's like half. The, some of these guys that they're showing, they're not even going to make the cut, anyways. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally, I think we could look it up, but I'm pretty sure an amateur is leading the mm. British Open after the first round.
4: Oh yeah, I got to talk <laughs> That's to you too. Impressive. We got the three M Open coming up here.
1: Yeah, what about it? You want to go? Not really. All right, can I go? Yeah, of course you can go. Why no? <laughs> I'm telling somebody, you where you can go. Somebody
4: reached out saying, "Hey, if Tom wants to go, can I throw in like a he doesn't want to go, but I want to go." <laughs>
1: I don't know. I, I did go to the uh, 3M a couple of times, and it it is a lot. Maybe I will go, because it's a lot of fun. I think you would
4: love to go, and I would absolutely get you in contact with this Do
1: know? I get to walk along with Tim Heron and everybody think I'm his dad? I mean,
4: I'm going to say yes, because I have no that. skin in the game. Of course you get to go do that.
1: Oh, to God. Oh, yeah. you must be so proud of your son. My son, he's like five years younger than me.
4: <laughs> well, you could say yes, I am, and You're just talk about
1: Andy. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Well, yes, I'm very proud of Andy. You're absolutely right about that. We should probably take a break here, come right back, because Timmy Lammers is going to come on with some Hollywood bullshit. I don't know what it <laughs> you know, is. I will. I'll commit to watching. At least two episodes a quarter. Sure. Yes. And if
3: anything, if you get bored with like the first episode, watch episode, f- I think it's four or five, where okay. they show the game that the Vikings come back in the biggest comeback in NFL history. Oh, yeah. Because for that entire episode and part of the next episode, it's after Kirk Cousins hurts his ribs. And every time he goes to the ground, that's all you hear is him going, Ah! 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 ah. And it's every play... For every, oh. I mean, that's all they do is just show him in agony for like an episode and a half.
4: If that's me, I'm not coming to work. <laughs> no. I'm sorry.
3: You don't work
1: anyway.
4: Exactly. And I could literally. Sitting around co- in your I,
1: ass doing nothing. That's not really work.
4: I could literally do this job with a broken rib and I still wouldn't show up. Here,
1: yeah, come on over here, Allison. <laughs> we'll prove it. We'll <laughs> break one of her ribs just right now. Just to prove it. We'll be right back. Timmy
0: Lammer's join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
1: It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze. With clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more, our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory, so do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tritune packages at doorbuster pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit.
2: I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising.
0: Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner.
1: You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B, uh, tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers and pickup campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really good news. receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price done on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around, see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville, or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. The Up to the Five Grand Off sales event ends July 31st.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw Bryant, bringing you Timmy.
7: In honor of Kirk Cousins, I'm just going to go, eh, eh, it's painful, eh. <sighs> oh, now, Brittany, Brittany says she's not going to show up to work if if uh, she uh, feels like that if you're getting paid what is it 35 million a year maybe you will show up to work
4: you'd be surprised but I wouldn't show up for
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's true the it's fact There's no question. well the big question is Brittany, are you going to show up to the Barbie movie
4: going tonight
7: See, it's going to be a huge movie. You know, everybody says, "Oh, the big showdown between Oppenheimer and and Barbie." Yeah, it's going to bring people to the theaters in, in two totally different audiences. Mm-hmm. Barbie is under two hours. Oppenheimer, Tommy, is three. Can't do it. <clears throat> I just can't and, do it. it. You have to watch it at home. But you know, so and and Barbie's PG thirteen, which surprised me. I thought it might be a PG, and and Oppenheimer is R. So. Uh, you know, you're less screen times for, for Oppenheimer, you know, obviously the R rating is going to cut out some of the potential audience. So Barbie's going to dominate. Bob, Barbie's going to stomp everything this weekend. I know everybody is really hyped for it. I'll talk about that first. Um, I don't know, Brittany, what you're expecting out of this, but this movie wasn't exactly what I thought it would be.
4: Okay. What was your expectations?
7: Well, okay. So the setup obviously is we're introduced to Barbie when she's invented in 1959, she's mm-hmm. this idyllic, uh, you know, she embodies the guise of what should be uh, of the basic role of society for a female in 1959. Right. I mean, and obviously they threw away those stereotypes and, and brought my Barbie into a modern setting as the years went on and on and on and on. Um, and that's, kind of how the movie is set up now the thing is the dolls are you know you're seeing them in barbie land in this fantasy land um where they are advanced but since they're made of plastic and basically have nothing in their heads they think like you know everything is bliss everything is fine so barbie goes out into the real world where she discovers what it's like to be truly human Mm -hmm. and discovers that despite the advances made in terms of the Barbie line being updated and more modernized, that might not always be the case in the real world. So all of a sudden you have director and writer Greta Gerwig making really sharp pointed observations about, you know, how women's rights, you know, they're not quite there, even though, you know, so, so, you know, what I'm thinking is, Going into this film, this is going to be aimed at a broader audience. I thought maybe younger, because Barbie is still a big thing. Small, younger kids are going to go. This is not not a young kid movie at all. This is not a kid movie at all. This is made for the people who grew up with Barbie. So that was what really surprised me, because not only do you have these pointed observations, which, again, are great points, that they make, but that's just going to go over kids' heads. You know, they just want to see Barbie and Ken be silly, and that's not always the case. But is there
4: enough razzle-dazzle that, like, the kids would be entertained? Like, is there enough, like,
7: yeah? sure, sure. I mean, you know, they throw that stuff in – they used to anyway when they used to be hits, unfortunately, not anymore. Pixar movies, yeah, you know, animated movies often go down that route, but this is a PG 13, whereas most animated movies are PG, yeah, so mm-hmm. they're that's still a good point. Kid, kid friendly. So, obviously, the filmmakers are going for something a little bit di- different here. So, on top of the more sophisticated content you also have a lot of innuendo going on. Okay. okay. Yeah. There are things that, you know, where I'm looking at my two daughters who love the film, by the way, they went to me with, went with me to the film and they loved it. Um, but it's like, did, did they just say that? Yeah. What, what did I think I just heard there? Cause that's really suggestive stuff. So if you have a young daughter, I don't know if this is a good idea to bring her, maybe go once and maybe you want to go again. This is made for uh, the people who grew up with Barbie and have seen those stereotypes thrown out the window and I you know have obviously lived a life and 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 can relate to what's going on in this film. So yeah, it just again wasn't what I expected in terms of fun loving. It's fun loving, it's crazy, but it also has a lot of great points. So.
4: That's, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm definitely going with a group of We have one uh, 16-year-old in our group. Yeah, and
7: I think that that'll work for the 16-year-old.
4: Yeah, and then all
7: all of us. His daughter is 18. I mean, it will definitely be relatable. I'm talking about the under- Yeah, yeah. Eight, nine-year-olds where I just think that, you know, because Barbie, I mean, you think, oh, okay, it's a Mattel, it's based on a toy, it's going to be a kid's movie, and it's like, that's not the case at all. You know, I don't think,
4: I think that if you aren't in that world, like I was in that world, I think you would assume that but if you're in that world like people who are really obsessed with barbie are the 30 plus i mean because we in the height like like there's a lot of competition for barbie now so it's not as big as it was when i was a kid because now we have bratz dolls we have omg dolls we have you know if you just want to go sims like there's so much competition but back when i was a kiddo if you wanted to dress things up it was barbie (laughs) so i do think this is probably there's going to be hordes of 30 plus year olds going to this
7: So, yeah. So, bottom line, it it is very funny. Um, It is, uh, you know, you got Ken played by Ryan Gosling. Margot Robbie is terrific as Barbie, of course. But Ken is, uh, he's basically a Barbie, Barbie's accessory in Barbie land. But once he gets out to the real world and sees what it's like to be a dude, he comes back and he radicalizes Ken's existence in Barbie land and tries to take it over. <laughs> so it, it's all very funny but I will tell you at times it's just really bizarre. Okay. But it's yeah, it's it uh, the 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 exterior is bright and sunny and very pink.
4: And what, so what's the rating, Tim?
7: Uh, I'm giving it 7 out of 10. Wow. My daughters will give it a higher uh, rating and you know rightfully so. I haven't lived their lives. You know, I I didn't grow up with Barbie dolls. Uh, I didn't grow up with the, them fighting the stereotypes. Uh, you know, the the message behind, uh, you know, what how, what Ruth Handler had to face as a woman executive when she started this in 1959. There are a lot of interesting things that go into this movie. Uh, Rhea Perlman plays Ruth Handler, by the way, and uh, has some great lines in it. So, Officer Dave and Tom and, and Rudy, I take it you're not going to go to the Barbie movie? Probably not. I'll I'm. T- I'm honest. actually taking Tom. He doesn't know it yet. I'm going to kidnap him, commandeer
3: him. We're going to see it today. said <laughs> you,
7: know, you had the afternoon open. Tom, you're going to anyway. the Barbie movies. So, so does the yeah, movie? Yeah, seven out of ten. My daughters are given more, like, more like a nine. Does so, the movie
1: get political?
7: I, you know, ideological, maybe. I mean, political, yeah, in a sort of way. I'm getting sick yeah, of it. I, mean, I don't it, care yeah. about
1: anybody's political opinion, left or right. Is it?
7: And I'm talking more of identity politics. Oh, you no, know? yeah, <clears throat> so, whatever. I mean, I mean but, you know, look, that, and and I will say, Greta Gerwig, who co-wrote and directed this, she co-wrote it with her husband. Um, she's a quirky filmmaker. She's an independent filmmaker. Yeah. So things are just. She just approaches things much different. It's for for a commercial film. So yeah, yeah. She her she did a film called Ladybird. Yes. Which is oh, really, yeah. Yeah, great filmmakers. That so. was a good movie. Yeah. So okay. Also, Oppenheimer. Not saying this one's for the dudes. Uh, you know, my wife went oh, to it. it. It's a long movie, like you say, three hours long. Uh, historical drama. It kind of takes place in a couple different uh, storylines are going on simultaneously. A lot of cutting back and forth. One, the events leading up to the creation of the atom bomb. Um, and oh, and sure. Robert Oppenheimer played by Killian Murphy who's in a lot of Christopher Nolan films um, he plays Oppenheimer so you see up uh, the, the events that led to the creation of this and then he is being interrogated suddenly behind closed doors by the uh, a government body that is trying to discredit him because after he saw the horrors of what the atomic bomb could do yeah. he kind of that back and say oh my god what have i done and so he dialed it back on the dangers of nuclear weaponry when the cold war started and and the politicians that gave him the money and and the ability to create this bomb in the first place were none too happy about that so they were trying to discredit him so it's kind of like the rise of a hero and a fall because the politicians you know they they wanted to take away his security clearance, and uh, it's just some fascinating history that goes on here. Filmmaking it's very ambitious, it's very very complex. You have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's not one straight story about Oppenheimer and what happened. It's like what happened afterwards. It's what uh, his led lead, leading the events leading up to it, and what happened after interspersed the whole movie it's like they're cutting back and forth constantly so again very very complex that's my it, warning but i still give it an 8 out of 10 i mean it, it makes me want to go learn more about it after seeing it
2: is it historically factual or is it just all mm. dramatized
7: no i think dave i honestly christopher nolan is such of a perfectionist that he's not going to fudge with the facts OK, and he's not trying to point any. This is what's great about him. He's always been sort of apolitical since we were talking about politics earlier. Right. Um, he doesn't do that. Okay? OK, he presents both sides. And I'm, when I'm talking about the politicians, he's pointing fingers at both parties. OK, good. And their behavior and their attitude Love it. toward Oppenheimer after he did this thing for them. I mean, he helped America win the war. And just because he wasn't on their side, because he was, a, he was fearing how nuclear weaponry would get out of hand once the Cold War started, right. he dialed it back. And people like Harry Truman were not happy with this. Uh, Louis Strauss, uh, one of the politicians heavily involved during the Manhattan Project time, he was Republican, not happy with the way Oppenheimer went about things. So he was, he was being attacked from both sides. So, you know, again, Nolan isn't trying to play at one side or the other as evil. I mean, (laughs) they all were going after him. So there's no political leanings one way or the other.
2: Okay.
7: All right, Timmy,
1: another barn burner of a report.
7: You know, it's so weird because you you try to boil down. This is a really busy week with both these movies, but people are both. They're anticipating both. And it's going to be big business at the uh, um, movie theater this weekend.
1: Mo definitely ladies and gentlemen, Timmy Lammers, uh, sponsored by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyers, Michael Bryant. Brad Shawn Bryant. Timmy, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks Hi, a lot. Tim. See you Tim. everybody. Have a great weekend and we'll we'll talk to you all on Monday.